ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles, and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece with City Moms Blog Network, and my hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkler to, to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Moms Blog Network. Hey friends, Stephanie Fleece here. And I'm Michelle Fortin. Thank you so much for coming back, Michelle. I loved having you as a co-host for our last episode about celebration. Uh, Shameless plug, if you haven't checked that out yet, make sure to go back and check it out because uh, we're talking all about celebration in our families, friendships, and neighborhoods. Uh, But for this episode, we're bringing Michelle back for more. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Uh, That celebration episode definitely was a lot of fun. Um, and you know, this episode though is all about hobbies and I consider talking to be one of my hobbies. So this is perfect. Yes. Talking is definitely one of your hobbies. Michelle and I have been longtime friends and this girl can talk like the best of them. And (laughs) I, I will definitely admit in full transparency that talking might will likely be one of my hobbies too. So uh, this episode of Just Add Sprinkle is all about hobbies, as Michelle mentioned. Uh, and I personally, and I, I can say this because I uh, am in this group of moms myself, or was for a certain time in motherhood, but I feel like a lot of moms neglect their hobbies uh, after they have children. And that is not good. And I know personally how that's affected my family. Yeah, I agree. I'm definitely guilty of that as well. Um, And all joking aside, I do love to talk, but that's not really a hobby. And just as we were researching for this episode, I realized that I do need to get a hobby. So this is going to be a great discussion. Yes. And uh, so with that girl, let's get right to it and talk about hobbies. Let's do it. All right, so I want to start with a quote from a book that I is a new read of mine of Samantha Edis is the author and the book is The Pie Life. And she has a full chapter on how valuable and important hobbies are for uh, women just in general. And one of the quotes in that uh, in her book reads, uh, hobbies don't just offer enjoyment throughout our lives. They keep our minds sharp and make us more productive. Hobbies enhance your performance at work and at home. They also boost brain power as you age. Researchers from San Francisco State University studied 350 people across a variety of industries and with varied hobbies, and they found that those with a hobby outside of work scored 15 to 30% higher on performance rankings than those without a hobby. The hobbyists were also more apt to help their colleagues. I found that quote to be so fascinating and just something to consider because I do think that most people would admit that hobbies are one of the first things that go in motherhood. I would definitely agree with that. And I, thinking back to my pre-kid days when I was working full time, having a hobby outside of work was such a great creative outlet for me. I blogged about it. We did a lot of home decor stuff and DIY stuff and blogged about it. And that was a fantastic outlet for that energy. And it definitely kind of freed up part of my brain so that that need was being met for me personally. So I could, I was a better employee. I I definitely see that. I just think the problem for moms is once you become a mom, where's the time? (laughs) How do we make the time? (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I, I think we just have so little margin as moms that making space in our lives and in even in our headspace for a hobby 
takes some really deliberate choice. And I would say that that is my story in terms of really looking at, wow, I don't have any hobbies. It probably would be beneficial for me to get some hobbies. What is that going to look like? And uh, I can say just from firsthand experience in getting myself involved in a variety of hobbies, that has added tremendous value, not only personally, but also to our families. Yeah, I want to talk to you about that because I do think that you've done a good job with hobbies uh, throughout the years that we've known each other. And we also have some sound bites from some moms who share their hobbies, which will be really interesting and fun to hear from them that we'll do in a minute. But why don't we get started, Steph, and talk about, you know, your your hobby. So as as your friend, your longtime friend, I've noticed you love to entertain. Yes. And so that's kind of been a hobby of yours, but that's changed um, in recent years. And now gardening is a big hobby of yours. Yeah. Um, but how did you figure out kind of what was going to be a good a good place to invest that time that is so hard to set aside as a mom? Yeah, that is a great question because actually I was just on a walk with uh, my neighbor who is also a dear friend of mine. And both of us in full transparency were like, nah, like we don't feel like for some some reason something feels off in both of our lives. You please tell me that I'm not the only person. We're not the only people that occasionally have those days that you're oh, like, oh my gosh, Meh. I have those um, days more often than I want to admit. <laughs> oh, totally. And so we were having this conversation about both of us feeling a little bit off or misstepped for some reason or another. And I asked her, I said, are you doing what energizes you? Like, are there things mixed into your day that truly bring you energy and joy? And I think that that is where hobbies fall in. Definitely. Truthfully, uh, one of my answer to her, because she asked me the qu- same question um, in response, is, you know, how are you doing at doing things that energize you? And truthfully, both of us came to realize that we were feeling depleted and eh about things because we weren't doing some things intentionally that energize us. And so to your point earlier, entertaining, I told her, I was like, gosh, I have not had people around our table much at all. And that is a total uh, joy suck for me mm-hmm. to not have people around our table. Uh, and so I have to intentionally plan that or else I'm going to go down a bad road. Yes. And gardening's the same thing. Like if I'm not getting my hands dirty and I'm not intentionally getting myself outside in the sun and um, just kind of, I don't yeah, getting my hands dirty, then I start to lose joy. And I have those kind of stinky days that I hate. Yes. And I, I agree with you. Entertaining is a hobby of mine as well. It's something that energizes me and that I love. But I noticed after I became a mom, it's my brain power and my energy was so depleted that entertaining became more of a chore and and something that, that drained me and did not energize me. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed that pulling back a bit from it and doing it less often but planning farther in advance, like you were just saying, putting it on your calendar and planning for it brings that joy back. You know, hobbies are meant to energize us, not deplete us. And right. it's so frustrating when you kind of hit that point where you're like, this isn't doing what it's supposed to do. I feel mm-hmm. worse, not better. Yeah. And you got you to gotta refocus and figure out how can I still get joy from this, right? but not have it, you know, deplete. So that's yeah. good advice. Well, don't you think that it becomes depleting when the other parts of our life, we don't leave enough margin in our life for hobbies? Yes. 
So it's more like, you know, 100% of your tank or schedule is full of other things and you know hobbies are important so you cram them in, but then that puts you like over the top and you're maxed out so then everyone around you, certainly the people closest to you, get the worst of you. Oh, absolutely. Preach, sister. So. That's, I, you know, I don't know. Have you read Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face? You know, I just started it and oh. I love that girl. Yeah, I, I just ordered it. And I, yeah. you know, so I'm excited to start reading it. But I, the reason I ordered it was I saw a, a Facebook clip of a speech she gave where she said, we all say we want to be better cooks or we want to read more or we want to garden or we want to do these, these hobbies, these things that really fill us up. Right. Yet we say we don't have time. Right. Um, but then she's like, but, you know, what did the Kardashians name their latest baby that was born? And the whole audience answered. <laughs> you know, she's like, and what does, you know, what is, she's like naming all these things. Like, obviously we're wasting our time kind of with things that, that don't fulfill us. She's like, basically like where you put your time, you know, it needs to be where you get your energy from. And that was convicting to me. I literally went on Amazon and ordered her book after hearing that because yeah. I'm so guilty of of kind of finding those time sucks that really I don't need to be spending my time, you know, doing, reading, learning about the new, I'm a news junkie, so it's hard, but I love reading news, love being on social media, but I really mm -hmm. do need to tailor that back. And the time is there. It's just how you a lot. Oh, for sure. And I think some, some with getting started with hobbies is recognizing if you are motivated internally or externally, primarily, um, I, if you can come up with a hobby and be like, I'm going to do this. So like maybe your hobby is, you know, we'll hear a bunch of hobbies, but, uh, but sometimes the people that are only externally motivated for the most part need to sign up for a class where people are going to keep you accountable. And that's yes. an external motivation. Maybe gardening, I would say, like is maybe a little bit more internally motivated unless you just want crappy plants. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I want to talk to you about gardening, but we have one of the hobbies that was submitted is in that line. So let me play that for you real quick. And okay. then that can foster that discussion. Hi, my name is Randy, and I am from Sonoma County, California. My favorite hobby combines my love of food and knowing where things come from, which means that we've turned our backyard into a little bit of a farmstead. We raise chickens and we grow tomatoes, and I love connecting to nature, getting vitamin D, and learning about the growing process for everything that's on our plate. Holla, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't that interesting? I love that. I love that perspective. I yeah, I want a farmstead in my back. I do I do garden, as I mentioned, but I do not have chickens yet. I would like chickens. Are you gonna get some chickens? I don't know. I oh, maybe need to talk to Randy about yeah, you the chickens. Do. I would I would love chicken. I mean, we can't have them in our, where we live, but I would love to have the fresh eggs and stuff. That would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, one other quote from Samantha Edis's book, The Pie Life, again, that kind of speaks to gardening I want to share because I think this is really great. Uh, she says, hobbies like gardening and crafting ease stress, improve happiness, and protect the brain from aging. Google acknowledged this impact when it launched a 20% time rule, allowing employees to spend 20% of their time doing passion projects. Smart companies have long recognized that people are more productive when they take breaks to tinker and experiment with their own ideas. When we pursue our passions, we grow and engage a part of ourselves that otherwise lies dormant. Love that. I know. Can I, maybe I should go work for Google just because no, I love no, their no. We, 20%. We need you here. We need you here. <laughs> 
No, but I mean, I find it so fascinating that the research does show that even, you know, whether you consider your work to be eight to five, a standard work environment, eight to five, or your work is in your home, which is very reputable as well. Mm, yep. uh, you know, I think hobbies are time and time again, a very, very important thing. But why don't we do them? Like, are we just too tired? I know. I think that, I know. I think that's the, that's the question is like, obviously they're good for us. I mean, the research is there and I think every, I don't think anyone would disagree with that statement. Like it's good to have those creative outlets for something you enjoy, but why as moms, are we doing this? We decided that we were talking about, we're going to do this topic and I put out to our community within City Moms Blog Network, a request for sound bites from moms. And I expected to get inundated because normally when we do that, People love to share what they're mm-hmm. doing and they love to talk about, you know, what they're doing. I had to beg and plead for people to submit sound bites for this one. And I think it's because a lot of people are like, I don't have one. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, as moms, it's, we really do, we're, we're going to be better moms if we're spending a little time on ourselves. Right. But why aren't we doing it? I think it's time. I, th- I think it's mostly time. Most people just don't take the time to even consider like what would bring me joy? What would add more um, fulfillment and happiness in this season of life? And I mean, I, I think like my per- personal thoughts about like if you're listening and you don't have a hobby, much like a lot of our network, as Michelle just mentioned, you know, where do you start? My suggestions, and I am not an expert on hobbies, but think back to pre-kids, what filled your time and what provided energy for you. I think going back and even thinking back to your childhood in some ways, when time wasn't a problem, like you, your world was your oyster, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. But think back, like what did provide um, energy and joy for you? And if you still can't think of something, ask somebody else ask a friend of yours, like ask, Hey, when do you find that I have am in the best spot? Like when I'm, what am I doing at that case, uh, in that case? And I think that that will give you some kind of insight. And lastly, then I think sometimes you just have to jump in and do it. Like try something, sign up for a class through your city or a local college, something that intrigues you, like just jump into it without fear of failure or, you know, kind of set the risk aside and try it because I think you'll be surprised. So anyway, I'm not an expert, but that's what I would say. I agree with all that. I think looking back to figure out what energized you before you had kids is definitely one thing, but then also be open to something new because having, having kids changes us drastically and you know, there might be something that's, that's new, um, that, that interests you. But I think hearing ideas and kind of looking at what other people are doing and if there's anything that you see that you're like, Hmm, I'd like to learn more about hiking or about ice skating or about crafting or whatever, you know, just to, you know, explore that option. And I think, you know, we have some sound bites we'll play in a second, but I wanted to share a little bit about my hobby that didn't come to mind first of all because it's it actually turned into a job for me. <laughs> yeah. I had always wanted to try improv comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd always been interested. I kind of think I, I kind of thought I was funny, but I it just kind of wanted to try and see what it was like to get up on stage and and learn about how to do comedy. And so I took a class. And I loved it. And um, and I had so much fun once a week. It was the highlight of my week. Um, I did it for about six months. And I went one night a week. And I 
just with, with other people who were at various levels of talent um, regarding comedy. And we just all learned together and it was a safe place to fail. And it was lots of fun. And I met new people that were totally not in my walk of life at all that I would have never met. And it was a really fun hobby. And it ended up leading to now I have my other job is I, I do comedy with, with my partner, Leanne, and we are making funny videos and getting to make people laugh and doing live shows. And it doesn't feel like a hobby anymore because it turned into something that's actually, you know, a job. But it's kind of it was kind of fun how that happened. And leading up to that, I had to create space uh, for mm-hmm. for that even to be possible. To even have an evening a week that I could dedicate to a class right. required some shuffling and reorganizing and reprioritizing things on my end. But I'm so glad I did because yeah. just taking that time and taking that chance to try something new ended up for me you know, really kind of turning my life around, which is sounds yeah. dramatic, but you know, it's true. Yeah. Well, one thing, hopefully you don't mind me sharing this, but one thing that she did not touch on is that you were nervous about it. You were like, I'm <laughs> going to sign up for an improv cl- comedy improv class. And then you were like evil laughter, like not evil, like scared <laughs> laughter in yes. the background. Um, and you know, you just kind of blew by that part yeah. of the getting started. <laughs> yeah. And I think like in a very, in a different way, but in a similar way, like when I started, I just started gardening three years ago when we moved to Minnesota, I did not know what I was doing at all. Literally, I was like, I'm going to make a mess of this, <laughs> but I'm just going to try because I feel like it's a worthwhile use of my time and it's fun and it has become, you know, something that I know a lot more about just as Michelle's um, kind of comedy hobby has become uh, for her. And so anyway, I, I just feel like we can't breeze by that because some people might not be doing a hobby just because they're they're scared to do it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, there, there are definitely some, you know, you think about, for, for me, it was a bucket list thing. I was approaching my 40th birthday and I was like, it was on my quote unquote bucket list just to try comedy at some point. And I was like, if I'm not going to try it now, you know, it's, when am I going to do it? It's taking that plunge. And you know what? It costs money that I had to plan for and time and, and putting myself out there. And that was not, wasn't the easiest thing in the world to do, but it was so rewarding in the end and a lot of fun. And you know what? If I had hated it, I still would have pat myself on the back and said, at least I tried it. I always wanted to try it, and I tried it, and I would have moved on to the next thing um, because I'd already created space in my mental capacity and my life and my calendar for something for me. Right. And that's, I think, what was the most important part of that. But yeah. we have some other moms who have done that, and they've yes. created some space. So I'm going to play a couple of sound bites yeah. of, these, of these other moms and what their hobbies are. My name is Katie from Gainesville, Florida, and one of my current hobbies is teaching myself coding and web development. While I intend for this to be a bit of a career pivot in the future, right now it's been a really fun way to explore my creative side through building websites, and a lot of the techniques can feel like problem-solving puzzles, which is a lot of fun. This is Jenna from Edmond, Oklahoma. And I love doing puzzles when I get just a few minutes of free time because I can finish something and feel like I accomplished a little bit of something and keep my brain nice and sharp. My name is Elisa Sleep and I live in Madison, Wisconsin and my hobby is tennis. I love it because I've been playing since I was about six years old. Um, 
and it's a great way for me to get out without my kids and I play on a couple USTA teams and we have a great time while also sweating it out. What a variety of hobbies. Yeah, right? Puzzles, coding, tennis. Uh, I think that goes to show that like you don't have to pigeon your whole yourself into what Michelle and I are talking about are our hobbies or any of these suggestions. I think there's just so many options out there. And what I love about those three hobbies that they talked about is that they have, they really have nothing to do with kids. I, you know, one of my things I've loved to do in the past that I'm just not doing anymore is photography. And I think a lot of moms enjoy photography yet. We always just take pictures of our kids. Mm-hmm. So it's to be like coding or just puzzles. It just like helps kind of relax your brain yet also work your brain and then tennis, which is a great physical outlet, like all that. And I've heard other people talk about doing bar three class or bar classes and um, different workouts that they've enjoyed. And, you know, our, our adult, those adult coloring books can be a hobby too, to kind of just help relax. And, you know, all those things, it's just like, none of those involve time with your kids. Those are just for you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think as moms, oftentimes we don't even realize what we're missing until we do take the plunge to try something. And then we're like, Wow. That like took a totally different part of my brain. <laughs> exactly. The, and it was really nice. Yes. Uh, I'm reminded of this past uh, spring, fall, winter-ish. I was lucky enough to be able to go to Big Sky, Montana, where I went skiing for the first time, snow skiing that is, for the first time in gosh, I mean, eight years since I had kids. Wow. And there was a point that I made it down a much more challenging slope than I tend to go down (laughs) given my like break in skiing. And I got done with it. And I was like, seriously, like both hands in the air, like (laughs) raised up high. And there would be Rocky music going on in the background (laughs) in my head. Um, Yeah, right. But for me, I realized at the end of that day that one thing that I have kind of put on the back burner of motherhood for me is adventure and doing something new-ish to me. And it refilled me in a way that I hadn't been been refilled in a long time. And I was like, I need to make that a priority going forward. Uh, And I think that that, again, you don't know oftentimes until you get yourself into a position where you're like, wow, that was really great. Yes. Uh, and then you prioritize it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like that sense, when that when that sense hits you, I want to do that again, and how can I invest more time in that? And you know what? It's, it's okay to do that because it's going to benefit everything else in your life. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I have a couple more to share with you. Hi, my name's Daniela, and I live in Flagstaff, Arizona. My hobby is reading. I love to read books, and I'm a member of a book club here in my community. It's a bunch of my mom friends. We get together about once a month and have a glass of wine after the kids go to bed and we discuss the books. It's really awesome because it's nice to use my brain for something else besides making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Hi, this is Sierra in Birmingham, Alabama, and my favorite hobby is traveling. I love experiencing new cultures, trying new foods, and I love the unexpected learning opportunities that always come along with traveling. Hi, my name is Megan from Weymouth, Massachusetts, and my hobby is throwing elaborate birthday parties for my family. I only get to do it a couple times a year, but when I do, I go all in. Let's touch on the travel one for a second, because traveling is one of those hobbies that I feel like you feel has to go away when you have kids, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't. Yeah, and you have been very good about making deliberate decisions to travel with your family. Yeah, so uh, traveling has definitely been a major hobby of me, of myself, 
when I was single and my husband when before kids. And it took a little while. We traveled a little bit with younger kids, but a little more closer to home. But this past uh, spring, we went to Stockholm, Sweden for spring break. The Scandinavian Airlines had a sale where kids fly free. We flew there for next to nothing. And it was cold um, and we had to wear jackets, <laughs> but we live in Arizona. So that was actually an adventure. And my kids are five and and seven now. He was He was still six when we were there. And those were fantastic ages for international travel. They did great on the plane. They loved every minute that they, we were there. They slept well. They ate well. It was an adventure, and it was such a fun family memory. My daughter just said last night over dinner she wants to go back to Sweden. And, you know, that's definitely something that is a great hobby. And if, you, if you're not able to leave your kids with a relative and go off with your partner for a week, mm-hmm. you can take your kids. And, yes, yep. it changes. You don't get to go out and do late dinners. You have to come home and go to bed. But as a family, what fun memories it created. So that that's yeah. a great hobby as well. Yeah. No, I do love traveling. And then th- you know that I love throwing a good party, oh, and yeah, as we talked about in our last episode. Yes. So, <laughs> so uh, I definitely can connect with Megan on that hobby. Yes. And I love, what I love about actually both those hobbies is that they don't take time out of your everyday. Um, You know, like Megan said, I throw big parties, uh, but I only do them twice a year. That's doable. Like, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, do once a month or, or even once a quarter, something major, you know, but if you're, if you know, that's something I really enjoy and I, I don't have endless energy, time and money to put towards this. But if I do it twice a year, that's doable. It's something I can continue contributing to a Pinterest board throughout the year and just kind of scratch that itch for that hobby. But then the actual event only happens twice a year. That feels more doable to a working mom, you know? Right. Um, and also right. travel. You're not a travel, you know, unless you're, you know, one of those families that just travels all over the globe continuously and you homeschool and all that stuff. Great. But, you know, obviously most, for most of us, travel happens not even once a year, you know, maybe every right. few years. Um, But it's still a hobby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the the planning up until those bigger travel experiences definitely can fill the void in the time being. So, uh, well, can I leave us on a quote from Virginia Woolf that I think is really good um, and speaks to the importance of hobbies? Yes, of course. She says, if you lose your leisure, look out. It may be you are losing your soul. And I totally think that is so true. And so um, if you are listening and you're already involved in a hobby, uh, well done. Uh, Continue to make space for that. But I'd say if you don't have a hobby, look out. Like Virginia Woolf says, you know, uh, it definitely could be that you're losing a part of your soul in some cases. I think it's soul-giving, life-giving to get involved. So I think as moms, we talk so much about self-care and, you know, we, we speak and talk about that all the time and you need to do this and you need to take a day for yourself and get a babysitter and deeper than that, deeper than the time, like what are you doing to really cultivate your soul? What gives you energy? What makes you happy? And, mm-hmm. and not, I mean, be selfish. It's not about your family. It's about you. Yeah. Um, yeah, just really encouraging moms to think about that because it can be so, so it, it, it can't, it can be statistics show it can be it is so good for you yeah and I think like anything in motherhood oftentimes stepping back and thinking to yourself uh you know I have three daughters I think like when they're my age and if that what do I want their lives to look like do I want them to be pursuing hobbies um for fulfillment and for joy uh and if that's the case then I have to model that I have 
I have to show them what it looks like to be just as much dedicated to my family and to my work, but also to things that energize me. Amen. Love it. In City Moms Blog Network News, we're featuring the great work of Rio Grande Valley Moms Blog in Texas, or RGV Moms Blog. Founded in 2012, RGV Moms Blog now has 30 contributors who've all worked hard to put up 900 posts over the site's lifetime. Owner Anastasia Perez shares more about what the site means to her local community. The Rio Grande Valley, or RGV, Moms Blog has been a major community builder for moms. I really see how it's built awareness and all that South Texas has to offer. And our four-county area has a lot going on. RGV's role has certainly been to build up mom connections, but also to open conversations for all topics of motherhood. If you're interested in starting your own City Moms Blog Network site, visit citymomsblog.com for more information. That's it for this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood. Next time, we're talking about vacations or trips if you have kids. <laughs> yes, definitely trips um, when the kids are involved. Uh, and we have lots of tips on how to survive family vacations as a mom. Yeah, I know that will be valuable to many moms. You know, I just stepped off a cruise ship with my precious family a week ago, and I'm just starting to like them again. So this will be important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Uh, a special congratulations to Anastasia and Rio Grande Valley Moms Blog for all of the great work that they're doing in Southeast Texas. And thank you all for joining us. And as always, remember mom, you are doing an excellent job. Keep it up and don't forget to just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit citymomsblog.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.